Hello and welcome to another Wannabe Entrepreneur, the podcast about what's really like to bootstrap a company. My name is Tiago, and today I am under the blankets once again. If you are an old listener, you know what I mean. Back in the days when I was recording with my phone, I would basically find the strategy of putting myself under a blanket to reduce the echo, and actually worked. Today I'm not in my studio, I am in this kind of hybrid vacation mode where I work and then go to the beach and I don't have my proper mic, so I'm trying that strategy once again. Today I don't have the normal freestyle episodes, I have another interview, because as you know, I have been a indie hacker for two years, but only in the past around six months, I started to actually make some money with my new startup pod squeezed. So now my challenges, my indie challenges are a bit different. At first I was struggling to make ends meet, but now I have a lot of questions about how to run an indie company, when to hire, what should be my goals, and how can I grow it more. So I decided to start these new seasons of interviews where I'll try to bring a lot of makers that have made it and are actually making a lot of bucks, big bucks with MRR and make these kind of questions to them. So today I have with me Tony Dean, the great hacker. For me, he's one of the best. I love his newsletter. I highly recommend for you to subscribe if you haven't already. I'm learning a lot with him and he has been in the podcast before. So if you didn't, make sure to listen to the shares I had with him because I have learned a lot and I'm sure you will too. Today with Tony, we will basically speak about how to run an indie company. We will give great insights about what are his goals and how he goes about hiring his freelancing team. It's really interesting. I've learned a lot. So without any further ado, let's start this conversation. Man, it's been uh, it's been a while. I guess yep. I don't know when it was. Uh, I remember the last time we talked was about uh, the marketing loop. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. And it was really. I think it was a really insightful episode. Man, I, and I've been learning so much from uh, from your newsletters. They're so cool. <laughs> Glad you like it. And uh, I heard that uh, you are now living your indie dream already. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much, man. It took uh, it took some time to finally find something that actually worked. But yeah. At least you can do it before you come back to your job. So it's oh, a yeah. success. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I feel like it was a success. Um, I was really yeah, at my limit, I would say. Um, mm. I, I picked up one freelancing gig. But I, mm. I tried to like pick up a gig that allowed me to still focus most of my time on my indie projects, mm. uh, which I think it, it, w- it was really good for me because it allow- allowed me to have more, you know, ease of mind, uh, peace mm. of mind. I, I could relax. I was less anxious. Uh, and I, I regained a little bit of trust in my skills. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Keeping it from rusty, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, also, yeah. I kind of knew that y- you will somehow create a create a business about podcast or something related to podcast yeah. the last time we talked uh, i kind of <laughs> tell you that you have some advantage about how yeah. you know the podcast business is running and and what is in the, the behind the scenes right so yeah. um i'm glad that my prediction is <laughs> is correct <laughs> and uh it's, I, I check yeah, out the business is uh it's like uh 
um, AI generated uh, a summary podcast summary and then uh, generate yeah. newsletter and everything after the podcast, yeah. right? Are you also like using using your own product? Yeah, for yeah, this yeah, for this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah awesome. <laughs> no, it, it's it's incredible, you know. So I found the co-founder, uh, and we're working together. Like he is also here from Portugal, and he's been. We've been in touch for years, and he's been also an entrepreneur with a lot of also projects that didn't go uh, far. And it's such a different thing when you have a product that actually has product market fit. Mm. It's crazy, you know. Suddenly we're just sharing, and people lining up to even though like the product was having some bugs and was not working, people were so patient. They're like, "Hey, okay, let's fix it," and they were sh- sharing their screen and 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 print screens and and videos and everything. I was like, "Wow, okay, that's definitely something." Then exactly, growing, exactly. Growing, growing, wow. So. <laughs> oh, so cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, if you if you solve the I, I I often share that if you solve the right problem, it doesn't matter how ugly your product are, even though yeah. even though it only had one feature, even uh, as long as it's valuable for the customer, they will go through all the trouble to use the product and pay for it. Yeah. So I think you yeah. got it. Yeah. To be honest, I used to have more the opinion that design didn't matter, but now, so my co-founder is a designer. Mm. And I do see that there is a difference, uh, especially mm. because we have a lot of competition. There's a lot of products. Basically, every week there's a, a different product doing basically the same. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people love our UI. A lot of people love our brand, our design. So I do think that design gives a little bit of credibility to a mm. product, even For though sure. obviously it's not the most important thing. Uh, I'm I'm kind of sure that it also helps to to grow and, and to get yeah that credibility. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know your co-founder is uh is the the designer. So he or she is uh like responsible for the everything design, and then you like uh, coding, yeah. technical, and and marketing. Who who who's doing the marketing and <laughs> getting customers? So basically, there's there's two things where we clearly um, split responsibility. So developing the the codes and the backend and the functionality is me designing. It's him, uh, but then we mm. have a very there's then we have a lot of in that sense we have a lot of complementary skills. But then there, we are both passionate about like marketing. So I'm more, I know more about the marketing side of like launching on Product Hunt and like I have my Twitter and I understand that part. And he understands a lot of like branding. He created already a few brands, so he, he knows all how to create a brand and uh, how to do like this kind of Instagram social media. So he does that kind of part at the same time. He's also very, uh, analytical mm-hmm. uh, and is like, okay, what is working? Cold emailing. It's working. Let's double down on that. Uh, and he mm. really also likes to automate things. So even though he has more from, I guess the art, you know, design part of things he's also very analytical. He, he has also this kind of mindset of like developer mindset of, okay, I'm not going to go and manually find a thousand emails. I will find a way like a database or something that can get me that for in, you know, in a few minutes instead of like a few days. So I, I think that's, that's cool. Yeah. I guess it's a pretty good fit for yeah. co-founders. Yeah. Man, having a co-founder is amazing. I Sharing it, sharing the journey makes it also much, much easier. Mm. I reckon. You, you, you have a team now, but you don't have any co-founders, right? Yeah, I mostly work with uh, freelancers. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm one full-time employee. <laughs> and and uh, no no co-founder. Still, I had I still don't trust myself to work with a co-founder yet. <laughs> I'm. Uh, Why? I I want to. I want to do things my way, and sometimes if you have a co-founder, you kind of have to, you know, discuss and collaborate, and that yeah. takes a lot of time to communicate, yeah. you know. <laughs> so I tried once in the past uh, with a few projects, not like indie hacker project, like just fun project and everything. Did not end well. So uh, right now, I just, I guess, I can just do it alone. <laughs> you not, you need to find the right person. Like, uh, most <laughs> yeah, of times, exactly. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm also like you. Like, there's a lot of things that I, I'm very stubborn and I, I don't like to compromise. So mm. he is also patient and he's like, okay, uh, okay, Tiago, whatever, let's do it that way. Uh, and then I also learn how to trust him in in things that I know that is better. And I'm like, okay. Let's let's do it your way. So there's a lot of compromise. Uh, there's also a lot of benefits for sure. After yeah, for sure. I think it's a it's a good thing to have that I myself have a problem <laughs> that I cannot utilize it as much as yeah. uh, you know you and and other people. So yeah, definitely something I, I should work on. <laughs> yeah, but at least I have some someone to help me with uh, other stuff now. Not like completely alone. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, free up a lot of free time for me. So pretty good. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about today because I, so we've both been in the first part of being an indie hacker, right? And the first part, at least for me, I don't know if you agree, is a typical roller coaster. You know, you think you're the best and then you are the worst and it will never work. You don't see a, a light in the end of the tunnel. Uh, and it's it's terrible. It's exciting but also terrible and, and terrifying at the same time. And most people don't do not are not able to to basically break through that first part, right? A lot mm. of people end up giving up or, well, they just lose interest because it, it's so hard. But I think now we have kind of crossed you, you uh, much, much more than I did, but we have kind of crossed this barrier where, okay, now we can leave from our projects. Now we are making money. Um, and it's a completely different reality, isn't it? Yeah, I guess I guess it's true in some way, but uh, also that once you pass one a, a certain levels, you start to unlock new ones, and um, it's the doubt never goes away. <laughs> and yeah. also, you it, there's always something for you to continue to look up to and to achieve. So uh, I guess in one way it's true that we kind of, but at least we you know we not struggling to make life end anymore. We don't have to yeah. like stressfully looking for a job and a backup plan, but, but looking up from here, still a lot of things we, we, I personally try to do myself and, uh, and see if I can unlock the next level of, of the um, solopreneur <laughs> yeah. uh, career path. That, that's exactly what I want to discuss. So in the first phase, my goal was to make ends meet, to get an MRR. Yeah. And then I, once I got that, I wanted a little bit more. I wanted like a proper paycheck. And then once I got that, I started thinking, okay, what do I want now? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and a VC-backed company, uh, what what they normally want is just to grow their revenue. They're always growing. Yeah, uh, and higher valuation. <laughs> yeah, they, they hire more people. And what it, it seems that they are never actually profitable. Like a lot of companies, they just get a huge revenue, but they are not really profitable because they just get all this money and then spend it and spend it. And then they're always kind of running against their uh, the profits. Uh, 
Mm. Uh, but for us, it's different. Like, I, I don't know, like, what are your profitability margins? They're quite high, right? Yeah, pretty high. I, I would say somewhere around 80 to 90%. Now that yeah. I have employees, I have to, you know, a huge chunk of my, my revenue will be paying the freelancer salary. But uh, previously, it's like more than 90%. And now, I guess it's still still be around 80 to 90%. So pretty yeah. high. Yeah. So it's quite high. What are your goals? Like that, that's what I'm trying to figure out now. Like wh- what, what, what next? Like what, what to aim? What do you want to achieve uh, as indie, indie hacker now? For me, I, I have, uh, I don't have a very long-term plan like ahead for me to, to, to work on, but I do know what I want to achieve in the short term and medium term. So I still haven't reached the level of, some people out there yet, Peter Level, Danny, and, and many other like legendary indie hackers out there. So that is some, definitely something that I want to achieve. But um, in, t- in terms the, of what money? It, yeah, in terms of money, the the successful of the product, and you know the as as the fulfillment of working every day, I have that. So I have no problem with that. But still, uh, I got revenue now. It's not a lot, but still I can uh, I can live every basically everywhere now i can afford a lifestyle a little bit uh, like luxury lifestyle but still it's not that it's not that much that you can just like for example buy any cars you want or buy any house you want you know Uh, and not at the level where i can become a resident at some country that so that i can have a visa to travel anywhere in the world you know there's always some level above that i have not reached yet so uh, definitely, I want to reach that, but uh, however, however, I wanted to, I want to do it in a way that it doesn't stress me out along the way. Right. Yeah. yeah. So usually these days, like I, I set the baseline of my daily, daily day, and um, my life is like doing something that not stress you out and do something that uh, fulfill, have some happiness yeah. in in what you do. So I just free flowing. I usually don't take any like um, anything like a deadline to me. And usually I don't have any schedule meeting like this one speaking with you. It's pretty a rare one in my calendar. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. so um, I guess that so, I prioritize more on the lifestyle and having more free time, but uh, still not like completely not working, but uh, <laughs> still work, but not a lot. Trying to keep, keep uh, go to the next level without you know stress. So, so yeah, that's what w- I do. W- would you rather having you know enough money to you know having this fuck you money so like you don't you just spend yeah. it whatever you want, but losing that a little bit of that freedom and that independence. So let's say you have uh, a few meetings, a few schedules, uh, or Having the MRR that you have now, but keeping the same lifestyle. If you could pick, like, what is the priority? I would say I priority lifestyle more, but it it really depends on the on the nuance here, right? Because you you're talking about a fuck your money. I I don't know what kind of fuck your money is. How many levels of that? So depend on 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 what are the small details. I get I could sacrifice something for a small amount of time and then and then you know come back to prioritize lifestyle more 
But mm-hmm. uh, as of now, I I don't think I will sacrifice anything of my current lifestyle for like big yeah. chunk of money or anything. Yeah. So uh, yeah. No, I feel the same. I feel that sometimes I think, okay, if we raised money, I think it would be helpful to grow faster. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's so nice to just be able to follow up as well, like what, what makes me happy, you know, like uh, just as an example, I've been now trying out like a new kind of spin-off of Pod Squeeze, like a little product that is probably not the most relevant thing to to grow. It, it can be, it's like a bet. It, it might be, but it also might be a huge bet and it's just like it goes to the garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that if I was backed by a VC, the VC would be like, hey, why are you spending money or time on that? <laughs> exactly. But because... I'm my own boss. I'm like, yeah, I, I just want to do it. So I, I don't care. Like, um, and I think that also gives an advantage advantage to indie companies because we get to explore and and to innovate, which I think it's really hard for big companies to innovate, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do everything you want. And nobody tell you what to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, by the way, your product is right now is uh, way, way above like Ryman Profit, right? Uh, last time I heard is 10K MR or something. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what kind of lifestyle that are you living right now? Like how many hours per day you are working? And uh, and uh, do you like do do achieve your dream now? Do you move to somewhere else? Or is there any change in, change in your lifestyle in terms of working, playing? Mm. It's, it's still very new. So I, I don't now. So I, it's been like two years of like spending and burning my savings. <laughs> So, right. no, I don't have the money now to just spend. And, like, of course, we want to buy a house or, or something like this. I, I cannot do it right away. Um, yeah, for sure. What, 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 and to be honest, I, I'm not even making as much money as a lot of my developer friends. You know, like a mm-hmm. lot of my developer friends, because it, it's two of us. Right? So it's 10K, but we split by two and, and there's taxes and everything. So mm. um, I, in, in terms of money itself, it, it, even though it seems crazy, like 10K, it's crazy. And I, I, I would never imagine... Then you mm. look at what like my friend is making at whatever company and be like, what the fuck? How can they pay you so much? <laughs> it is, it is crazy. Um, but definitely much more chilled. Um, and I, I feel now that I deserve things. No, when I when I go on on a holiday or a free time, before I was like, I always felt guilty. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I should be making money. I don't deserve this. And mm. now like I have much more uh, confidence, you know, and I, right. I can relax. I feel so right. m- much more happy to speak about my project with with people and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and in terms much of work, less I, stressful, I, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Right. Uh, in terms of working, is um, now it feels like a normal job to be honest, mm-hmm. because so we have like some planning, obviously, but then we do plannings like every two weeks. We kind of sit down and say, okay, what do we do? Okay, let's align a, a few tasks. I like working with Trello. And then I just, okay, every day I go and, okay, this is my task. I work on this, coding, push, I have a meeting, I have this, I have that, done. So it, it really feels more like a normal job at some point, you know? Right. Wow, it's funny yeah. that you say that because uh, I thought, like, you were... Uh... You have it more more freedom, but at least if you, as long as you like what you are doing, I, I guess it's is absolutely freedom. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I guess it's this true. You what you say just remind me of of why I don't want a co-founder. <laughs> at some point, yeah. it it become like a job. <laughs> 
Patrick. For example, I'm very unpredictable. Like for, for example, sometimes I just want to take a week off. I, I don't do anything. So if I work with uh, how I currently doing with my freelancers, I just don't give them any task and they are totally fine with that. They are chilled. If I have a co-founder and I decided to do that like, like randomly, I don't know if the other person can be okay with that or maybe, you know, if I have a new idea and that's completely switched focus to a new idea uh, yeah. where I work alone or work with someone else, I'm, I don't know if they will be okay with that because having a co-founder is like you ha- you're both having to like carry the weight of the of the business, right? And if yeah. I yeah. somehow alone decide by myself that I no longer want to carry the weight, it will be... I have to say, like, if I want to take a week off, I take a week off. Like, there's no, there's no problem with that. Uh, and and same for him. So it's a lot about trust. I actually, if you think about yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's even better because if I want to take a week off, really take a week off, and like, don't take my laptop, I can mm. do it because right. if, if he's if he's working, I know that uh, someone is keeping an eye into things. You know, so right. as yeah, long as absolutely. You, it's, it's all about. <laughs> Managing expectations, you know, you start, yeah. um, you need to find someone that has the same kind of bi- vibe and they know. And and to be honest, like if I want to start a new project, I most likely will al- also want to start it with him uh, because like we have these complementary skills and makes like working much more pleasure. So, like just for you to understand, one thing we do is I do like the front end, like the, the functionality of things, but I, I really don't care too much about design. So like if the mm. margins are not aligned, I, it's just an, aligning the fucking div. It's super annoying. So I right. just give it to him and, and, and he knows a bit of uh, tailwind. He knows a bit of HTML. He actually learned it. So I was like, okay, mm. just fix that. <laughs> I don't care. Just fix it and make it yeah. pretty. And, and he does it, you know? Right. So <laughs> yeah, definitely. That is some, some like very, very cool benefits of having a co-founder is yeah. to have someone to share the load with you. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's definitely. something I don't have. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. but at the same time, there's also times where, yeah, as you said, like you need to make some compromises. That, that will yeah, definitely work. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yep. It's a it's, it's a it's a thing you have to learn to to work yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, tell me about getting your employees because one thing that we've noticed as well from this transition is that the, at first we're mm-hmm. always trying to save money like yeah i don't want to spend money at anything you know i, I need yep. all the money but now you're thinking okay i'm making already 10k it doesn't matter i can spend like 200 300 bucks or five or a thousand whatever as long as it's an investment um tell me about that process <laughs> of like when did you decide that it's okay to spend money uh, to hire people it started as a freelancer contract, right? So I have no problem spending money on freelancers as well. Like a, a few uh, ten, twenty dollars per hour, or even higher, fifty dollars per hour, or hundred dollars per hour is totally fine. If uh, I have a very well defined task that I can give out, and then everything is isolated, and they can deliver the task like to me in high quality, I have no problem with that. So I've been working with freelancers for quite a while more than a year so okay. i guess that is a very very good way to spend your money um given but that why, you have why don't act- you just like do it yourself why, why there's so many things there's so many things and so many tasks and sometimes the task is boring i don't want to do it myself sometimes okay. i just want to do something else that also in the product but i i want to do it more because i wanted to control how it how it looks my way right so some less important task I, I deliver, I give it to a freelancer. And sometimes it's just, there's just a lot of work. For example, my current product right now, Type in Mind, 
I have a few product lines that I offer for the customers, and there's a few type of customers, the end, uh, the user and uh, end users, the enterprise customers and the business customers. So they all demand a lot of features. So, so it saved me a lot of time to give out the task for the freelancer to work on some specific thing, and um, it just it just free me up a lot of time. Yeah. Okay. Instead of if instead of delivering that feature in a week, you deliver in a month. Let's say. But at least uh, you wouldn't have to spend the money, right? So how do you make this decision of, okay, I, I prefer doing this and delivering this this week instead of a month, and for that I will pay someone? Yeah, uh, you, you can do that if you feel like uh, the task you want, uh, those tasks you want to do. So uh, from the list of that, I just, I just uh, tell you, right, there are some there's a few tasks that are very boring. <laughs> it's really, really, okay. really boring. So, can you give an example? What is boring for you? For example, recently I had to make the product multi languages, multilingual. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you have to support a lot of languages, and to do that, you have to like annotate where in the where in the app yeah. you want to be translated. So it's kind yeah, of boring. Yeah. That's <laughs> <annoying>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it took a lot of time. I, I even now I still don't know if that worth all the, all the troubles but that is one of the example that uh, there's few tasks that require like mundane works and and boring tasks that's so and, cool um, and so and a like, few ah, things that boring, I, i'll hire <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, uh, just one one of the one of the few reasons right so boring is, yeah. is one of those and sometimes it's, you want someone else to to uh, to work on something in parallel with you so you have you can deliver more in less time Tell me about the hiring process. Like, do you do any interview? Like, how do you know they are good? I don't do any interview at all. I uh, I guess I have some unfair advantage over here. I have a friend from my old connections in a previous company who introduced me to uh, my first freelancer. And I basically tell him, okay, I trust you because you are a friend of my friend. <laughs> so I just okay. give him access to all the source code. Uh, I, I tell him uh, to go to blackmagic.so. So this is this is my app. You see this button right over here? I want it to be chained like this, and then it do this, do this, do this. Okay, I just tell yeah. him that, and then he just he just go to the website. He figure out what kind of app it is, and what screen it is, and where is the screen in the code base, and how is how are all things. He said basically figure out all by himself. So I trust that if an if a developer is good, like me, I. We developer can figure out things by yeah. our own. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. look at the code, man. The document is a good. I don't have any document on my project at all. It's like the most guilty thing you have <laughs> when you work alone yeah. instead of for a company. But yeah. my document is the code. So whenever I hire someone, I just okay, look at this. This is the app. This is the code. You change this button. You try go figure it out. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, and yeah, basically that's how we started, and he did it. And I had to, uh, you know, give some, I give access to all the all the resources, and give some like basic fifty minutes introduction of everything. But then he figured out all by himself, and all the, of the subsequent tasks, he all figured it out by himself. But I, I did um, intentionally give out tasks on the on the complexity level from low to high because I'm a developer myself. I know what is simple, Got it. what is yeah. difficult, what involves like basic CSS change and what involved like CSS, JavaScript, backend, API, database, everything. So I just give the the level of complexity over time. And um, so after he completed a few tasks, I decided whether 
I should continue with him or not, or not, right? So I'm pretty sure if he doesn't deliver or he doesn't kind of understand what I'm doing as a, as a product, I I will have to like stop working with him. But uh, luckily, okay. it did not happen. <laughs> so we're still working until now. No, it's smart. I mean, if you know someone that can recommend you, that's better. Uh, and then yeah, yeah, you gave them like little tests with, with yeah. small tasks, and and you see if they if it works or not. Uh, yeah. Weren't you scared that like by just giving access to someone that you don't fully know? Like but, they, they could just like yeah. run away from your with your code or something, no? <laughs> that is a risk, but uh, yeah, like I told you, I trust because I trust him because uh, he's a friend of a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, after we worked for a few months, we met in a uh, for dinner with the team, okay. and uh, and yeah, basically that's all. <laughs> we only met for like uh, one or two times. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, because of, I I got introduced to him by a friend, so I kind of have some level of trust over there. How does he manage the hours? Like, does he count the hours using some software or he just tells you? No, uh, I, I don't care how he counts the hours. So I just say him, uh, I, I just tell him, like, uh, every time you work on something, even though it's not good, in, but it's somehow related to what you are doing with me, you just lock the hours and I will pay by the hours. So uh, okay. from time to time, I just go to his work lock. I, we have a work lock where he mm-hmm. put all the hours and then I just go here and check to see... If anything, uh, if, if everything makes sense and if okay. he's spending time on something that I don't want to, then we can adjust So he has to there. write what he's doing in that time as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So how many hours work on what product and uh, what okay. kind of what kind of work you're doing and uh, how many hours. And uh, by the end of the month, he compiled that into a, an invoice and then I just pay him. And that was your first, uh, your yeah. first hire or freelancing hire, right? Yeah. But now you have a team of how many people? Uh, also three people. <laughs> so me, three people. that freelancer, and then another full-time employee. Okay. Tell me about the full-time employee because that's a, that's a different commitment, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And uh, uh, the full-time employee, she started as a freelancer as well. So she started as a content a content marketing writer. I. I needed someone to write blog posts for for Black Magic, and uh, okay, uh, yeah. Tony Dean trying marketing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're always on now. I don't do marketing, only Twitter, but they're trying some yeah. SEO. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, I need to, you know, have a way to do marketing w- w- yeah, yeah. with not only my my Twitter channel, right? Because it's kind of risky. Yeah, so yeah, she started definitely. as a marketing freelancer. She got introduced to me by the first freelancer as well. So I, again, don't have to spend a lot of time. Okay, yeah, yeah. So again, cool. network, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, we we worked with each other for a few months. At some point, I, I just asked her, hey, I, I have this task that I need someone else to help me with, but it's not like marketing work. It's not marketing content writing. Would you like yeah. to do it? And she said, okay, I'll do it. So I add her to customer support. I had her to market, uh, to partnership management, uh, partnership uh, manager. So he she talked with my partners, and I okay. asked her to help me with design a new page, help me with a product hunt launch, which we did. We never did. <laughs> um, we had to cancel that plan. But anyway, I had I asked her to do a lot of stuff, and uh, she okay. didn't hesitate to do on those, even though she's um. Her background is in marketing, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. But I kind of feel like he, she have a, a lot of skills, uh, a var- variety of skills that helpful for the business in general. 
but not exactly one one very strong focus um, skill. So that uh, she's an entrepreneur. Yeah, uh, she has an entrepreneur up. mindset, right? <laughs> shut up. Yeah, I yeah. I told uh, both of my freelancers that uh, I I really encourage you two to have a product of your own and, and everything. Yeah. And yeah. and I yeah. share some ideas when we met for dinner at one time that yeah. uh, uh, that she could took it to become a business. Yeah. Um, and uh, I guess at some point they will have their own business and they will leave me. <laughs> that yeah. that's totally fine for me too. Yeah. Yeah. And, yep. and so, uh, uh, how do you manage like raises and like to keep them motivated? Is there something that you keep in mind? Okay, let's let's give a raise. Let's increase that. Let's. Uh, I uh, basically I don't spend a lot of time on that. I'm a very bad manager. <laughs> I don't do a lot of <laughs> management stuff. You know, I don't okay. I don't do one on one. I don't do like I just pay them very well. Um, so she told me that I pay her twice the market salary that she would have in a normal job like more than more than twice so i guess uh, why why do you do that why do you pay because i guess i i make some money over here so i can share that with someone who will be a good fit for what i'm doing and willing to do what i i need help with so she was okay with that so i guess it's just the right compensation and also working for me not a company they don't have a lot of benefit other than just the money right yeah. They don't have a, a, a nice office. They don't have friends. They don't have, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, salary, uh, like, sorry, insurance and stuff. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I guess it just compensates for all the missing stuff yeah. and, and just pay her well. Yeah. yeah. And, and in your newsletter, you shared the way you work, which is very interesting. You said no meetings, no deadlines. Yeah. But that's... How can you have no deadlines? Because you just said, okay, I want to release something in a week because this customer wants whatever. Uh, you just, yeah. how, what, what is the flow? Do you have like a Trello board? People pick tasks? Like, do you have, how do you organize yourselves? Uh, I, I guess I don't have any deadlines. Um, I don't let any customer to give me deadline. So first of all, I don't have any deadline. So because mm. of that, I, my employees, they don't have deadlines. So whenever I, okay. I give out a task, I just, uh, okay, I wanted to work on this nest. So uh, that's what okay. they do. So until they work that uh, done, uh, we can sometimes give uh, our field two or three tasks ahead to see if you're done with this, move on to this, this, this. So and you are the one allocating tasks to each employee? Yeah. It? Yeah. Okay. Asynchronously. Yeah. So you have like yeah. Slack or some tool and how do you communicate with each other? Is like Slack? Uh, we use Telegram. <laughs> Telegram. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Telegram, just chat it with each other, have a group and like, hey, and how do you like define tasks? Like, do you go on like Trello, write everything down or you just like text them like, I want this button blue? <laughs> yeah, usually uh, it started like that. I, I wanted, I want this button blue bigger. That's it uh, in the, in the Telegram. And at some point you get a little bit out of hand when, especially now that we had three people. <laughs> so now okay. I use Linear, which uh, okay. I manage the task, but um I would say most like mostly we use it to keep track of the backlog so that we don't forget important stuff. So mm. to for day to day work, we just message on Telegram. For example, okay. uh, most of the time I just give, I just think of something, I send a voice message or sometimes a text message, sometimes voice message to the channel okay. saying I want this. <laughs> then uh, then they noted that, and at some point they will get to it. But in case they forget, some sometime later I I remember about it again and oh wait. We needed this. 
Um, so, but yeah. we didn't do it the last time. Now we, we should do this this time. And uh, mm. if uh, if that still doesn't happen, then we move it to Linear, where we manage okay. our backlog of everything and also Got the it. customer feedback, so that we always have something to work on. Yeah. Yeah. And you never feel frustration. Like you never felt like, hey, I mean, uh, this thing are not not having deadlines. I I expected them to do it faster, but they are not. They are not committing enough. Do you ever like? feel this kind of frustrations in managing these relationships? Never. I never feel like that. Never. So, yeah, you you mentioned uh, an example that, for example, if I want had to have this feature this week, how do I do that? I never I, went, I never want anything this week. <laughs> okay. I don't ever think a product like, this week we have to deliver this feature, that feature. This month we have to achieve this goal. I never have anything like that. I just That's go with so the flow. <laughs> But at the same time, you want to beat Peter Levels. At the same time, you want to like yeah. be a top mini <laughs> hacker. So, exactly. How do you manage like Because that's exactly what I feel like. How do you know if Peter Level have deadlines and stuff? <laughs> you know? So No, but I mean, he's the one to beat, right? Like, so even if he doesn't have deadlines, you are the one. And you definitely see that he's working super. Like he works super, super hard as well. Uh, so like, how do you manage? Like, I, I would love to understand this. Like at the same point, you have this... You want to become better, make more money, become one of the top indie indie hackers out there, uh, go on my first million podcast, whatever. But at the same time, you really don't care about like deadlines and you, you are able to relax and go with the flow. Like, how do you rationalize this? Now that you mention it, I guess I'm... Uh, so I wanted to achieve those goals without sacrificing sacrificing the freedom, right? Yeah. So if you have deadline, you lose the freedom. <laughs> yeah. That's that. That's just it. So um, because I I want my freedom for myself, so I I don't want to take the freedom away from my employees. So mm -hmm. they will, if they want to live the the same lifestyle as me, they they can do that too. Yeah. So um, I guess I'm not trying hard enough. If you are really counting the goals to like be on my first million and 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 uh, achieve the fuck you money. I'm not really trying hard enough because I'm I'm not willing to sacrifice my freedom. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the way I wanted to go. Not yeah. not like trying hard for a few years and, and achieve all the money in one go. I guess many people already doing that with VC money and stuff. So uh, at the point you take the VC money, you kind of set a deadline for yourself. To yes. <laughs> at some point you have to make the company big. And uh, many people already do that. If I do that, I I will not be like something like It's not like uh, it's not how I wanted to live my life. I guess, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean that's it. That's I think the indie lifestyle. You know, it's um, freedom is the most important thing. I think for for uh, when I asked this on Twitter as well, most people said like, "Why do you want to become an indie hacker?" And they said like, "Freedom." Yeah. You know, I, I want to live life my way, uh, and I I don't want to you know clients or stakeholders or society whatever setting my my deadlines and and my path it's it's my path it doesn't mean that you you are not still uh ambitious because you are it's just not not ambition is not the main goal like being the best is not the main goal is being the best while keeping that freedom right yeah and uh, <laughs> and that's that's lovely yeah yeah and you know this uh, recently though uh, that way of life is really being on a test because uh my product Uh, recently have a lot of enterprise customers contacting me okay. and uh, they demand a lot of Typing stuff. Typing mind, right? 
yeah, type in mine. Wow. And that demand a lot of stuff. Uh, and you know, working with business customers and enterprises, they demand a lot of stuff, but they also have a lot of money. So I, <laughs> I'm really uh, being on a test to see if I'm willing to take a deadline for this small thing, take a deadline of yeah. this thing to achieve that money, to achieve mm-hmm. the contract and get the money. Um, and uh, let's see how it play out. I cannot predict the future. <laughs> yeah. Interesting, yeah. Because then, at least for me, I think, okay, I have so many competitors. And and some competitors are actually big players. You know, big players that were in the podcasting world for a long time. And now they are like, hey, this is also cool. Let's let's integrate that. Uh, and then I think, at the same time, I want to keep my freedom. But this is huge. Like, how can I compete with them if mm. I'm not producing as much as them, you know? Um, so... It's the same, like, it's kind of similar to what you're thinking. Okay, I can lose this huge client because probably there's also a lot of typing mind clones as well. So mm. I can lose this huge client now because someone else doesn't care about their freedom. They just care about the, their goal of being super millionaires, whatever. Competitive, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's interesting. How, how do you manage this? Like, do you just, okay, I don't care. Let, let them get it. I will just start something new. You know, it's... Um... Yeah, I guess... Uh... I don't, I guess I really don't spend a lot of time thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, uh, in the end of the day, the market is big enough for at least my product to be still somewhere out there. Yeah. And even if I took a small percentage of that market place, is is still enough for me. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, if yeah. if they if they completely remove me out of the market, then I will be in trouble. So at that point, I will have to you know have to think differently, uh, either to you know focus double down on on the product, or you know have other ways of making money, or somehow think of another way. So um, at the moment, I think uh, I still believe that firstly AI overall is in still in a wave. And um, still hype. There's still a lot of competitors out there. So I got a place. I get. I still. I have a slot in this market. Yeah, and also yeah. because of this, right? I also still maintain a lot of other products. Two other right. products, right? And still, Black Magic is three. So in total, I have three, four um, independent income uh, income right. streams. So yeah. um, that somehow give me some, you know, safe safety comfort to you know not doing things in a stressful way with this line and not worrying too much about competitors and stuff i yeah. i would not recommend this for everyone though so <laughs> no definitely something that i wanted to do for myself but not really recommend for everyone mm-hmm. yeah tony i think uh, that's it i that's the indie way that's what I'm trying to figure out. That's the goal of these interviews now. I'm trying to get now people here that have achieved this second phase of indie hacking, you know, like they're making money and trying to understand what is their goals and their ambitions. But I think uh, you just summed, summed it really well, you know, like keeping the freedom. You don't in-depth yourself. Like if you have some money in the bank, you can just chill and, and have fun. Uh, and then I think that's the, the most important thing. So thanks so much for uh, joining again, the One of Entrepreneur podcast. I'm always learning a lot uh, from you and from your newsletter as well. So keep keep on writing that. 
Sure thing. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for having me. And this was my conversation with Tony Dean. I hope you liked it and learned as much as I did, or even more. <laughs> If you want me to continue this new season of interviews, make sure to support the podcast. You can do so by joining our community for indie makers. The link will be in the show notes. It costs 10 bucks per month and you get to hang out with a lot of makers both starting indie makers or some more seasoned ones and you can join our slack and have a lot of fun it sure works if you're feeling a little bit lonely this will help you in that and yeah that's basically it make sure to also share this with all of your friends your indie maker friends and uh, yeah let's try to double the number of downloads of this podcast and make it known because we want to spread the indie word. This was another wannabe entrepreneur. See you next time. <laughs>